The following was recorded in front of a live studio audience at the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe. This is the United Podcast Network. Welcome to the Quirky Dog Podcast, inspired by some of the quirkiest dogs you can ever imagine and the owners who love them. This podcast is brought to you by the quirky couple themselves, Scott and Jess Williams. Their aim is to educate and entertain. Here's Scott and Jess. Welcome, guys. We have an exciting episode in store for you here today. We have a very special guest, someone that I've been following for over a decade, one of the best dog trainers in the world. But first, we are going to start with the quirky tip of the day, pig handler. Your quirky tip of the day today, guys, is uh, follow Susan Garrett's Shaped by Dog podcast. It is um, a brand new podcast out there. We're going to tell you a little bit about who Susan is and do an interview with her here today live on the podcast, but go check it out. It is available on YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Catsbox. Um, it's great. We've watched a few. She's got a lot of stuff going on, but you can learn a lot about Susan and her methods to the podcast. So What's check out Shaped by Dog. Okay. Yeah. Tell, our, tell our listeners how excited I've been about today. Well, she was up half the night. I got up at I got up at one thirty to pee, and Jess is in the living room laying on the couch watching Grey's Anatomy. I said, "What the hell are you doing?" She goes, "I'm too nervous. I can't sleep." I said, "Jeez, you're going to be erect tomorrow morning." It wasn't that bad, but I am very excited to have you on, Susan. If you have not heard of her before, um, Susan Garrett is an author. She's a public speaker. She's an influencer. She's a world class um, agility competitor. Clearly, she's a dog trainer, and um, most recently, she's a podcaster. So, Susan's joining us this uh, today from Canada. Welcome, Susan, and thanks so much for coming on. Oh, thank, I'm I'm happy to be here, and thank you for that lovely introduction. <laughs> <laughs> I was I was rummaging through and I'm like, oh my God, we got books, DVDs, I got <laughs> stuff from when I visited and taken notes and awesome. ebooks. So yeah, we have uh, had a lot of write-offs over the years that went to say yes. My husband can attest to that. Yeah, I find myself stuck between two very strong women. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Scott didn't know if he should sit out or what should be happening. So um, we have a few things. Mainly, we just wanted to um, talk about some of the new things that you're offering <clears throat> and some ways that people can get involved with your stuff. And then also talk a little bit about you because you are um, a fascinating person, whether it relates to dogs or not. And uh, we just want our viewers and your um, followers to learn a little bit more today. So first and foremost, how um, is your work and your life today different from maybe what you imagined it looking like when you first began? Uh, I, honestly, I thought I would own a school, like a, a physical school and, and um, have people in and train just like most dog training schools. And uh, that you know, I just started teaching seminars and traveling the world. And, uh, and then we built, my husband and I built the school. And, um, but at that point, I, I decided that that wasn't going to allow me to have the impact that I wanted. And, and so I chose not to go that route and use it as a big playpen for my dogs. <laughs> well, you have events there sometimes still. It's a good way to talk your husband into yeah. helping you get that off the ground so that you had the... That's big right. Playground. That's yeah. right. Well, I figured some people have cottages, and uh, instead, I have this big dog training area that I and, and we we used to have thirty live events a year, um, and now with the online, we have maybe one. Yeah. Well, and that was one thing that we were talking about um, with COVID. You wondered how that had affected business and everything. Well, definitely. I know you were doing live seminars. You're not doing them anymore, or certainly haven't for the past year, past six months. Nope. Yeah. Nope. I I um I really cut it down to maybe one or maybe up to three live events that I would teach a year. Um, I have a, a 
just a great fan base in, in Australia and I love to support them. So I, tr I try to get over there every few years, but other than that, yeah. It, nothing really had to change because I was pretty much all online. Yeah. Before. And a lot of your team works virtually too, right? Absolutely. There's nobody that lives within an hour and a half of here. And there's only uh, two or three that um, come here at all. So uh, one comes uh, for four days. She lives with me for four days a week and lives with her husband for three days a week. I think that's fair for <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like a good need, way to maintain a marriage. You need the extra day. Yeah, maybe we got to come up with a setup like that. <laughs> um, and then uh, as far as your programs that you offer, we'll get into this a little bit just mm -hmm. because I've been talking so much about it. So Crate Games is um, just a system, I would say, that you kind of uh, developed years and years and years ago. And Susan is an innovator in all things dogs. She's done the two by two weave pull training and she's the original two by two system. Two by twos. I've heard that phrase two by two so many times. Jeez. We got enough two by twos. Hey, I got to set up my two by twos. We, we got enough two by twos for the shed. It's the best way to train weave pulls or to retrain weave pulls. I'm biased, but um, I think so. Yes. And then, uh, your recallers course, I think I was involved in that, what, 10 years ago. I mean, when did you launch yep. recallers? Yeah. So that's the bread and butter and that sinks recall. I mean, I have a great recall following mm -hmm. that system. It really is a great way to um, have a purely positive recall and actual reliability too, not just mm -hmm. say my dog listens yeah. and shake a bag of cookies. Um, and no, then you had your handling. That, that doesn't work? Well, for some it does. Maybe <laughs> for your dogs. Um, you, do need a, you do need a team and a plan though with that type of, with, the, with your system, you know? It's nice because we have dogs that we can call dogs off of that we can right. stop and all that stuff. And it's hard for the average dog owner to, to but follow. But if you're through. dedicated, you can make good stuff happen we, with all of these programs. We've had tens of thousands of people that have come through our program. And originally it was more the professional sporting dog people, but we have people from every walk of life that have great success. And yeah. we tweak it uh, every everybody every year. We tweak it to make it more accessible to everybody, for mm -hmm. sure. Well, that's the great thing about your online programs because you're always updating. And even if you've taken it before, if you go back again, you're going to find more. And that was kind of the intro to your online training, right, Recallers? Absolutely, it was, for yeah. sure. I remember when that was getting launched. Every dog person I had on Facebook, every dog website, it was like, go join Recallers. That's the place to be. <laughs> so it was a good launch there. And then uh, she developed a handling program, Handling 360, for agility people mostly. And there's an Agility Nation um, subset of that, which is good for sport handlers. And then during quarantine, you had offered your Homeschool the Dog program for um, no charge for everybody staying at home, which was really a nice gesture. Yeah, we... Um it was, I could see the writing on the wall, what the anxiety that people are seeing now with dogs, especially new puppies or new rescue dogs without uh, the, the physical dog training schools available. So uh, my team, it was a team decision. I, we talked about it and they were all for it to basically lay down our income for a few months in order to do this. And it was a hundred percent the right decision. The most phenomenal people um, with that that came through and and um, we're very grateful and it was uh, I I would do it again in a heartbeat. Yeah, well, the we're all in this together thing. People yeah. like Absolutely. you that contributed positively. It was a nice thing. So right now, if people <clears throat> want to get involved with um, the latest and the greatest and what you're doing, um, mm -hmm. there's going to be a link in the description to a Facebook Live you did the other night. So do you want to talk mm -hmm. to people briefly about what's going on currently with you and this new group and Dogs Are Awesome Masterclass and kind of let people in on the deal? Well, we, it's a masterclass that, that, again, it's just free dog training that 
I like to do it at least once a year. Sometimes I have more, I have more time than that to offer a masterclass where I can help people understand what their dog is doing, why they're doing, and how to alter that. And after uh, I, this masterclass will run for a couple of weeks, so we just started, so anyone can catch up. And but we do them every once in a while. And it, it, if you go to uh, I think recallers.com is where you would find out it, when our next one is. If it, 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 and, and to get on the list. But at the end of that, then we do allow people to join recallers because as you said, that's our flagship. And that's where people really should go when they want uh, insight into our program. And, and we are different because we are reinforcement based, but it's all games mm -hmm. because I know as a competitor um, in dog sports, and I was, a, uh, I was a competitor for my entire life. I played hockey, I played basketball, I played everything and at an elite level. And uh, I know in order to improve, you have to practice. But some things, you know, you don't want to practice. And so mm -hmm. if we make it, and this is what I did, I just made everything I had to practice into a game. And that's how I've, I've, I've worked through life. And right down to reading books, like I, I'm dyslexic and I had a, a, a when I graduated from university, I swore I would never read another book. I took an oath and I didn't for 10 years. And then I decided, you know what, if you're going to be a leader, you need to be a reader. And so <laughs> I Tell made a game of it. And now I read about 25 books a year. Yeah. I'm going to send that message off to our president. Here. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. So um, you're going live in this group. I really want to focus on this group because this is happening okay. right now. We actually yes. just watched the first live on the way here today. Yeah, the one from yesterday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So every day, Susan's going to be live in this group. Yep. Um, the link will bring you to a way that you can join the group, but it's the yep. Dogs Are Awesome Masterclass. That's the name of the group, correct? correct? Okay. That's it. So That's every it. day, um, 1 p.m. Eastern time, she's live. She's giving you some of the best dog training gems out there. We caught up on yesterday's live um, on the way here. Right after this, she's going to be live today at 1 p.m. Eastern Absolutely. Standard Time. And her team is so seamless that if you hurry up and get in there really quick, you may even be able to see it today live. And then 7 p.m., you're doing these watch parties, right? This... I didn't know what a watch party was. I did the first one last night. And, um, how, did, good, good. how did it I'm, go? I'm not, I'm not real clear on it either. <laughs> go, ahead. Yeah. go ahead. It's like we all sit down and bring our own popcorn in our home and watch the video together. And you just interact as if you're talking, but you're texting on the, on the chat. So yeah, it was awesome. Okay, good. So people are going to get two chances to see that. And how many days are you going live here? You made quite a commitment. Uh, a lot. So <laughs> I have eight uh, masterclass episodes, but then in between, I'm going to go live and answer questions. So this weekend on Saturday and Sunday, I'm going to jump into that group. And because there are people that have specific issues, you know, I've got a new puppy. I saw one today. I got a new puppy. It's a gun dog. Oh my gosh, I don't know what to do. Uh, so it's just the application of the science that I'm presenting in the master classes. So it, I, I think it's close to two weeks or more. I'm going live every day. Okay, great. So people are going to get into that group and then uh, Susan's going to be doing a webinar, not this weekend, but next weekend. But uh, you guys, if you have not worked with her before, or if you've worked with her peripherally, or even if you've done all of this, join in once again. I mean, every single time you can get a new gem and you can garner some new information. So check it out. And it's the link that's in this description on all of our platforms. And then I'll put in the comments for the live Facebook as well. Anything Perfect. else? Scott's taking a hiatus, so he can't be in the group. He's off Facebook for a bit. Your phone usage was I've, too... I've deleted my apps, all my social media <laughs> apps off my phone. He goes and to the extreme quickly. My weekly it's usage has gone down quite a bit. 
yeah. yeah. I mean, I'll deleting, be back. Deleting apps, not a bad thing. Yeah, I'll be back. That's but one the... thing I did like that you just mentioned was about practice and how you have to practice, which got me thinking about, I've been taking some online writing courses and mm-hmm. they talk about the act of writing as a practice and Absolutely. just to condition your body to sitting down and writing for X amount of time or X amount of pages, you know, mm-hmm. so that when you actually have something that maybe you're inspired to write, your body is comfortable sitting down and knocking out those pages because you do it every day. And then Absolutely. trying to find some comfort or joy or treating your practice, you know, as a mindfulness thing, you know, so it, it helps to kind of stabilize your whole existence, you know what I mean? And I tell people with my dog training clients to think of their healing or whatever they're working on as a practice, which put your phone on airplane mode, take your five minutes and give your dog 100% of your attention, you know, three minutes maybe. People have a very difficult time doing that, you know? Mm-hmm. And if they can mm-hmm. actually focus on their dog a little bit, they might even make some progress with their dog, <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? And that's why for me, if I, every single thing I teach my dogs, everything, I make a game. And that's what our programs are. That if I can make everything a game that engages you. So because actually my podcast episode that just released today was about um, that we're not really dog training, we're dog relationship building. And, and, you know, there isn't a point where you go, okay, this relationship's built. Like, mm-hmm. I don't need to hold your hand anymore because, you know, it's done. You married me. We're done. Yeah. And the same is true of dog training. So this, it, it should bring you joy when you do it and bring the other animal at the other end of the relationship yeah. joy yeah. as well. And then you just want to keep doing it. Yeah. Jess is teaching me that I need to continue to engage in this relationship I have with her. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Yeah. And in my, my first marriage, I wasn't as good at that. And it didn't work out as well. <laughs> You might want to listen to today's episode. Engagement is key for for love and dog training. And then you mentioned the podcast. So what is your goal for this podcast, Shaped by Dog? I know you said that, you know, you wanted to do one for a while and just decided to throw it out there. What is kind of your overall vision of the Shaped by Dog podcast? So full disclosure, I, um, you know, I've been studying dog training. I studied behavior back in university. I have a degree in animal science. And I'm fascinated by behavior. And as I mentioned, being dyslexic, I didn't read. I faked read. And I just studied behavior and learned through mimicking. And that's a big part of my education was mimicking. And so I just became fascinated with behavior. And then when I started the online program, I realized in order to have impact in the world, I have to, I have to get the message across. So then I studied marketing. And I realized marketing is behavior. <laughs> And it was the mind blow, the parallels between dog training. And so now I actually speak at marketing conferences more often than I speak about dog training. And what I do is I take my keynotes about dog training and change the word dog to the word business owner because it's behavior. And so with Shape by Dog, it is the lessons that cross all those that are are going to make us have a a better better behaved family pet or how it translates into having a great relationship with a coworker or a spouse or a child. And so Shape by Dog is, is all about the, the lessons and the practices, uh, and the study of behavior that I've learned that everything we do in life is just behavior. Yeah, awesome. So if you guys have not seen it yet, um, how many episodes do you have out yet? I feel like you have a ton. Uh, I think eight or um, so. Eight, nine or I think today was nine. Yeah, they yeah. really came out guns a blazing. So, yeah. uh, how frequently are you releasing them? 
uh, twice a week. Okay. So Wednesdays and Saturdays. If you, Wednesdays guys, and Fridays. if you guys haven't caught on yet, definitely catch yeah. on. What I like the say? first one. Done is better than perfect. <laughs> It, it just, just gets perfection just stops everybody from doing anything. You know? uh, it's a it's a form of procrastination, right? Yeah, Perfectionism. Fear. And yeah. and it and it it allows you never to fail. That's true. I know a lot of people that never compete because uh, they don't have the right team. There's always a reason why they it's can't compete, true. you know, and it's all just fear. They're afraid to get out there and fail and you can't fail if you don't compete. Sometimes you just got to rip the Band-Aid off. And 2020 is as good a time to rip a Band-Aid off as any. All right. We are going to go to a quick break here. Um, oh. Have you given your dogs Happy Howie, Susan? I know it's a U.S. company, but have you heard of this? All right. I'm going to send you a roll. I don't know if Canada is accepting um, packages from us. I know we can't visit, but I don't know if they're accepting packages. And Susan's vegan, so this might offend her a little bit. But Scott actually wanted to well, taste the Happy Howie's here. on Because it's all human grade. There is some, oh. there's some meat in it. Are we but, uh, this now? Yeah, we're going to break for Happy Howie's. We had the owner of Happy Howie's on uh, last month on the podcast. And he said when he did trade shows, he'd actually eat a piece to show people that it was all human grade. And I said, I've never eaten a piece of dog dog food before. So So here here we are. We're going to be going to break. And we're going to be mailing Susan a roll here. Even though they don't ship to Canada, we're going to see what her dogs think of it. And uh, Scott is going to do a live taste test right here. Now, I'm sure it's very good. But I decided I'd add a Trisket just to, oh, there you just go. to help it a little there bit. There you go. Oh, a little right. bit of salt. A little yeah. bit of salt. Sure. But I'm not going to be shy. All right. How's it taste? Hang on. Not bad? I'd serve this to my parents. <laughs> All right. We're going to wash it down with a little coffee. We'll see you guys after the break to talk to Susan more about her personally. Happy Howie's all-natural dog treats are made with real slow-cooked beef, lamb, and turkey. Choose from deli-style sausages, wolf sticks, jerky, burger treats, and our soft meat roll treats. All of our treats are available in bulk or in convenient resealable packages. And dogs just love Happy Howie's. They are made in the USA and available at thousands of retailers nationwide and online at happyhowies.com. Try Happy Howies today and save 10% with promo code QUIRKY10. Happy Howies. We're making it real. All right, Scott is still with us, so the Happy Howies didn't kill him. Um, our producer declined having a sample during break, if anyone was wondering about that. Um, and to pigtail or to tag team off that, so pigtail. Susan is, shush, I used to wear pigtails when I was little. So Susan is a vegan, but um, you feed your dogs raw with meat I in do. it, correctly? Okay. Correct, yes. So can you um, just explain a little bit about the philosophy of that and everything else, um, where you're coming from with that thought process? Um, well, I think, um, you know, for me, I became vegan because my husband had a heart issue 13 years ago and uh, it was just like one meal at a time and and he lasted six weeks and here it is 13 years later somewhere along the way it became an ethical issue for me once I got away from meat it did however I recognize that our dogs have these great big canine teeth and yeah. they are meat eaters and in my you know I, I, I in my study of nutrition in university um recognizing that the 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 kibble wasn't necessarily providing what our dogs needed and I've noticed a massive change in my dogs since I I went to raw feeding and um the longevity but not just the longevity but the health and the and the vibrancy in the years that they they live longer 
but they're cognitively they're they're like with it right up yeah. to the very end. Yeah. So yeah, yeah we feed raw too. We're all about raw. Oh, I'm a pescatarian. I can't get rid of the dairy and the fish yet, but I do that for animal rights reasons as well. And I just it's couldn't cute. imagine feeding the dogs anything but you know meat. No, they they no, like meat. Agree. They're meat eaters. Yeah. You know. Absolutely. So it's and important. They don't, they don't drink nearly as much water when they're on the raw diet than they do yeah. when they're eating all that kibble. You know. They yeah, already don't. They're in the backyard so much easier, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They already don't live long enough. So if we can get them living a little longer, feed them raw oh, if you can. No kidding. All right. So you want to take... And I'll conclude by saying that a lot of these kibbles, it's actually cheaper to feed them a nice raw diet than the, mm-hmm. the cost of some of these kibbles now, you know? Yeah. And you're not often getting recalls on raw food. Yeah. So what's... <laughs> did you want me to ask a question here or what are you looking Well, I, at? I just wanted to feel... I wanted you to feel included. Well, Do you want to talk you. about the mindfulness stuff? You always like getting into your mindfulness. Um, well, Jess and I have been meditating every morning for, I don't know, probably the better part, six months at least. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, yeah. And it's, I guess, I don't know, I've been doing that for quite a while and, um, on, on my own little spiritual journey, you know, (laughs) but, uh, just want to, I guess you're in, you do some meditation or you're into some type of mindfulness stuff. I do. I meditate every day. Are you, are you kind of, kind of crazy without that? Um, I think my team appreciates it that I meditate. <laughs> Let's just put it that way. Because yeah. I can I, I am an idea machine. Yeah. And, I get um, like that too. Not necessarily good ideas, but a lot of them. <laughs> In our minds, they are really good ideas. Yes. Yeah. I remembered uh you floated a few years ago. We used to be we're still we still like floating. We were avid floaters though. We oh, owned we our a, own we had tank. A float tank in our we were basement. like crazy. We'd like go float for three hours a few times a week. Wow. So do you float still? Have you floated recently? I I haven't. I got an infrared sauna. Oh, okay. And I'm all over that. Yeah. So I actually do my meditating in the sauna now. Yeah, and the lights so, change colors and stuff on yes, top. Yes, we did that too. Yes, we, they, yes, had a, they had the infrared at the float center that we were going to, and we went in there together and floated. Or, and yeah. Have you noticed a, a lot of change with the infrared sauna? Well, that's how I got hooked as well, because the float center had the infrared sauna. Yeah. And um, I, I mean, I don't, I don't know what, because I'm pretty uh, disciplined about my health practices. So I don't know what, what is contributing, but I know I, I, if I miss a few days with the infrared sauna, my body says, let's go back. So. <laughs> well, I'll tell you from owning a tank, cleaning up the sweat is probably easier than cleaning up the salt because I thought, oh, let's do our whole room black and it'll be great. And oh my gosh, that salt, I'm telling you, I would just be oh, scrubbing no. for hours. But it's anyway, if you're not incorporating mindfulness practice into your life at this point, um, you should consider it if you're out there listening, especially if you're used to working with animals. How would you say it's changed maybe your training and your lifestyle um, oh, incorporating you know, mindfulness practices? For me, I believe I started with daily practice of gratitude, and that um, was unbelievable for me, how it morphed. And that was probably in the mid-2000s, no, before that, yeah, maybe mid-2000s. So if you have a dog that is driving you nuts or a puppy, and every night you think of three things you're grateful for and you write it in a journal, um, you'll find that you start thinking of your dogs differently because you, you know, and you could say, Oh no, Susan, I love my dogs. Just, just try it. So it started as daily gratitude and I still do my daily gratitude, three things uh, at night. And, um, and then, you know, experiment with different meditations. Do you guys journal after you meditate? We've been reading pocket Pema and you have been incorporating it a bit. Yeah, I do. I was doing a lot of, I, I do daily journaling. 
uh, either when I wake up first thing in the morning or, mm. you know, in the afternoon if we get freed up. But typically what we do is we'll read uh, some spiritual literature. Mm-hmm. We were doing it after we meditated for a half hour. And now we've okay. decided to do it before we meditate so we can meditate on what yeah. we've just read. You know? Good one. So that's what we've been doing. Well, yeah, we're, but- trying, we're changing it up because I think for me, I can get a little complacent if I do the same type of meditation mm-hmm. every day which yep. makes it less Agreed. effective. He's got a little monkey mind going on over here. Yeah. So yeah. we got to keep him real. So in. I told her the other day, I said, I'm going to walk barefoot. We're going to walk for a mile barefoot <laughs> uh, on the pit, down, the, down the road. And <laughs> I got like freaking two blisters on my feet. Yeah. It's so funny. <laughs> he's not used to connecting with the earth in such a way. He's a, he's a long study here. So uh, you had talked about, um, we're hitting the mindfulness stuff, but I want to get to this athletic stuff too. Because Susan is one heck of a competitor. Even, I mean, you're over 50 now, right? You're doing, you're I'll killing be, it. Oh my uh, God. I'm entering my last year as a 50 year old. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I mean, it's crazy. Yeah. So um, you, uh, I see on Instagram and stuff, or I used to, I mean, what are you doing for an exercise regimen? Half the time I feel like the football teams are coming over and training you. What's going on there? So, yeah, I do. I have a sprint sprint coach who's a professional football player, and I just love like the fast footwork drills and stuff like that. But routinely, I do uh, uh, three weight weight sessions a day, a day, a week, (laughs) and I follow functional patterns, which is completely different than traditional weight lifting. And so, if you if you go to Instagram and look up anything functional patterns, it's different, but it is awesome, and it is life extending, and it is uh, athletic extending. Like I thought, my career was going to be over with some plantar fasciitis until I started following this guy and they were talking surgeries on my heel and boom, nothing, yeah. just functional patterns. So I do that. Um, yeah, after my live yesterday, that. it was like, well, I don't know in your temperature. So there was like 32 degrees Celsius. I think that's about 90 Fahrenheit. Mm-hmm. And, um, I did my, I had a bunch, I had a, another interview podcast interview. I had a bunch of things yesterday. Anyway, after it was done four o'clock, I jumped on the bike and I went on the trails for two hours. So I just, um, I do, I, I don't like cardio. So I have a machine in the basement that I will. And that's my reward is I do the cardio and then I'm allowed to go in the infrared sauna. So if, <laughs> yeah. if I don't do the cardio, I can't go in the sauna. And at least the I, bike I, is more fun. Yeah. It's Everything your choice. Amazing. It's your choice. You do it or you don't. Exactly. <laughs> and so if I can get out and do this, the bike, at night, then to me, that's the trade-off. And yeah. I love riding the trails and getting out there with nature. It's I just love it. So we have 28 acres here, and every morning I walk three kilometers with the dogs, and I try to do that before 6.30, before it gets too sweltering. Yeah. And then we'll, I'll do the same thing at night. So that I do cardio, I do lifting, and then I think most important is training your brain. And the success in athletics is about your, your mental makeup. And so mindfulness practices are, are a big part of that. And um, it, all, it all ties in together, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And athletically, I mean, you're doing this so you can be a good counterpart to your amazing athlete dogs, correct? I mean, that was why you wanted to push yourself a little bit harder. <laughs> That's exactly why it started. But here's what I found, Jess, is we have world championships in the fall and world team tryouts in the spring. So between the fall and the spring, I would put on like 10 or 15 pounds. Okay. And so then I decided, how about we just want to be fit, not just so we can run fast (laughs) and agility, but so that we can have a healthy and enjoyable life. And that little mind shift made all the difference in the world. So yes, the byproduct is that I can be at my best for my dog, but you can't let that be your why. And everybody, we have a why for what we're doing in life. 
and um, get a Y that <laughs> makes it a little healthier. If, if it's just for the dog, you can hire some young kid to run that dog. <laughs> yeah, well, no, I wouldn't want to. I know. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Susan likes to be the one up there. And you've been yeah. on many a podium in your day. And then um, speaking of that, I know that you have just uh, – accomplishment after accomplishment, but what would you say is your biggest, um, your most proud accomplishment to date as it relates to your dogs? Um, and that can be on or off the agility field. I mean, can you pick like one out of everything? Wow. Um, I would say it's distance. Um, like you said, you know, the first thing I would go through is the world championships I've won and then that gets pushed aside. And then I would think of how we were able to bring Encore back from dead, being clinically dead. And, and she's had literally an Encore life because at eight, she was supposed to be dead and she's um, going on 17 now. I just saw her doing her ramp. She looks great. She's awesome. (laughs) But I would say the biggest thing because of the impact is, um, the team that I've been able to, uh, uh, attract because, uh, that, that was very difficult for me to, to be present enough to be a, a leader that people would be willing to show up to work for every day. And, um, and I, I, I think I've got the greatest team on the planet and I, I appreciate each and every one of them, but that was really difficult for me. Um, because I am like a scatterbrain, a, a shiny object. And to, I had to enroll in, in myself in, in learning about being a great leader and what that uh, entails. And so it's an ongoing journey. I am by no way, uh, have arrived Absolutely. But I would say my team is my greatest accomplishment because it allows me to have this long reaching impact all over the world, which is really what I'm driven to do is to change the world for dogs. Yeah. Awesome. And you have such a positive message in your team and you're big about being kind and, you know, not doing all the social media bashing and everything else. And just a general, um, a general, you're altruistic, I would say, in your approach with your team. So I appreciate that because a lot of people out there are just in it for themselves and not necessarily helping others in that same vein, you know? Mm. Yeah, you got to look at your, your like own shortcomings. We, oh, sorry, I didn't catch that. I was, I was talking just saying you, you have to, you know, look at your own shortcomings and overcome them to be a better leader, you know? Absolutely. And it can be, it can be tough. It can be humbling. Yeah, to look that in the eye and say, do I really want to do this or I just want to stay as a solar entrepreneur and just do what <laughs> yeah. I want to do? But um, it's so much more fun when you have a, a great engaged people of dog group of dog lovers that are supporting and, and being all in with you. So it, it makes the world a difference. Yeah. yeah, great. Well, if you guys have not um, had a chance to work with Susan and her team before, uh, you can obviously find her on Facebook and everything else. But click that link. Check out that live. Um, join the masterclass group on Facebook that we're all checking out and seeing her live every day. And I mean, Susan has worked with people all over the world. You just really have had more of a far-reaching effect, I would say, from a dog training perspective than I don't think anyone else right now that's living you, or that Jessica. hasn't been there. Really, it's just great. So we appreciate all and you've done for us. Certainly a productive reach. <laughs> yes, exactly. Rather than just, you know, there's a lot of, well, not a lot, but there's a few others out there that are a lot of people are following, but they're not really giving decent information to the public. They're not really helping people with their dogs, you know? Yeah, I think it, and I, and I like to think it's like, it's, it's helping them like what you guys are doing, talking about mindfulness and helping them not just with their dogs, but change their life for the better. And, and to like, uh, for me, I look at it, it's just, you know, raising everyone's consciousness. Mm -hmm. And if we can do it through dogs, then 
the planet benefits, right? Because the battle that is a worldwide battle right now with racism or the worldwide battle with, with the pollution in the oceans or like it, it maybe dogs are the, the, the one thing that we can reach people with. And then they, we all evolve together to a place where we recognize the impact that we're having on the planet and how we can do good. Yeah, well, there's no time like the present. 2020 can use all of that that it can get. And I talk about this a lot on the podcast as far as following positive trainers and Susan's do land, as she likes to refer to it. And as far as the proof is in the pudding, Susan raises her dogs and trains her dogs with positive methods and her dogs work really, really well. Like, I think that's a drawback sometimes with the movement is people say, well, you know, they can't even use their dog in class or something. And to watch Susan train her dogs is like literally life-changing, whether it be through an internet screen or in person. So if you haven't checked her out before, please do check her out as a personal favor to me, if nothing else. Um, oh, do and a favor to yourself. You know, you'll get <laughs> yeah. your dog trained. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's really, it's really great stuff. So Susan's going to jump on live here at 1 p.m. in our other group. We appreciate having you on here today. Uh, click that link below and uh, check out Shaped by Dogs by Susan Garrett. And next week, we are going to talk about buying houses and having dogs around. And we're going to have a realtor on as a guest. So thank you so much, Susan. Yeah, thank you very much. Have a great day. Good luck with all. She likes doing her hearts. Peace. <laughs> Bye. The views and opinions expressed by the hosts, guests, or callers of this program do not necessarily reflect the opinions of the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe, the United Podcast Network, its partners or affiliates.